nine times out of 10, you have your next business right in front of you. Just be curious and pay attention, right? Like be curious, ask a lot of questions and pay attention. And if you do that, you'll begin to see where there's a need for something, right? And you begin to see trends and then you can sort of, by asking questions, figure out if there's a business there or not, right? So- Kat, that's brilliant. I love that. Hold on. Can we repeat that again? I need to, I need to like write this down. You're making me really think. Welcome to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we are chatting about drinking better and breaking into new industries with Kat Hontis. Welcome to the show, Kat. How are you doing? Sup, babe? Sup, babe? Well, first of all, you have my sister's name, so I'm thrilled to be talking to you. It automatically, it it feels so warm and friendly, and I'm thrilled to be here. We're talking about some of my favorite topics. Nicole's a good name. And I saw too, you know what's funny? I actually, I've been stalking you guys all over Instagram because I adore what you do. Let me give, you know what? I'm going to give a little background on Kat for our ladies and then we'll get into it because I have so many questions for you. So guys, Kat Hauntus is a Jill of all trades. She started her career in the mailroom at CAA. Yes, you really can work your way all the way up to producing a cult favorite movie called Taking Five, having kids, she's a lovely mom of two, and then founding 21 Seeds Tequila shortly after. And we're going to chat about all of that goodness today. 21 Seeds is a new, all-natural, fruit-infused tequila that won't make you sweat at night. (laughs) I guess that might depend on how much you have, but it comes in Valencia Orange, Grapefruit hibiscus and cucumber jalapeno, which is my personal fave. Which one is your fave, Kat? I'm dying to know. It's sort of like asking a mom which of her children is her favorite. (laughs) It's it's really hard to answer, but it really depends on my mood. I got to tell you, the one I drink all the time, which is my workhorse, is the Valencia orange. So that's that's the go-to. I have that every night with club soda, a slice of orange in a wine glass. Uh, So I get to replicate that whole experience. Um, but if I'm making a margarita, my favorite is the cucumber jalapeno because yeah, it's okay. just it's so, good. so good. It's so good. I can drink that straight. I mean, I know that sounds very savage, but last <laughs> night I was in a real savage mood and I was like, I don't even have time for ice cubes. Truth. Just pour the tequila. <laughs> truth, babe. Truth. I feel like that's right? 2020 just I know. right there in a nutshell. It's like just straight tequila, no ice. 2020 is such a shit show. Totally Who's agree. ready so, for 2021 seeds? <laughs> I am ready for 2021 seeds. Oh my God, that's so cute. So so let's get into this. We're going to do a... So one thing I want to mention, girls, is we are doing a giveaway. 
And Kat is also going to share some recipes. So if you win, you will have three new bottles of 21 Seeds tequila all to yourself for you to be able to concoct beautiful holiday, flavorful, pretty cocktails for all of the guests that you either have over or Zoom with. You can, you can make people jealous over Zoom if you're not having a holiday party. That would be very safe. I would respect that decision. But if you do see friends or family, then you will have all the flavors of 21 Seeds. You will win a Valencia orange bottle, a cucumber jalapeno bottle, and a grapefruit hibiscus full-size bottle, and two shot glasses because girls call the shots. Right, Kat? That's right. (laughs) That's right. Two shot glasses, one for you, one for your bestie, and that is absolutely our hashtag, girls call the shots, because in case anyone hadn't heard, we do. And yes, so, we do. Right? And so we need to I put it on that. as many things as we possibly can. 100% agree. And I just want to tell y'all, when you're entering, make sure that you are 21 years old and you must live in the U.S. And as always, we're going to post more details about this on at Pod on Instagram. You can text us at 917-540-7949 to enter. So that's 917 917- Five four zero seven nine four nine to enter. Just write enter, and we will text you back. So do it, girls. Do it, ladies. You you want to get after this delicious tequila? <laughs> I promise you, no regrets. This tequila takes your like drinking experience to a new level. I have to say too, because so last night was the first night I have been working like a dog, like 16 hour shifts on this project that I've been on. And last night was the first night where I was like, I don't have to get up at 5am. I can have a drink or two, or I may have had five, whatever, whatever it ended up being. But I will say this, the tequila cat is so clean. Like I did not feel like I was having like it. If I, my head felt very clear while I was drinking, even though I was a little tipsy, and then I wasn't really hungover. I mean, I'm tired because I've been working my butt off. But other than that, I was like, "This is great." Do you have that same experience? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's really what actually drove me to create this tequila to begin with, right? Like I, so I was a wine drinker, right? I drank wine. I drank actually rosé. I drank rosé and white wine. And gladly did it joyfully, right? Like I really enjoyed drinking wine. And every night I'd finish off with a couple glasses of either white wine or rosé. But the problem was I started feeling like crap. Like I literally, in the middle of the night, I'd wake up, metabolizing the sugar and it would would wake me up in the middle of the night. I was starting to have some like sweats and really just not feeling great. Didn't realize it was the wine. Went to see my doctor and my doctor's like, eh. Yes, look, it's actually the wine. Stop drinking fermented spirits, which are like wine, beer, champagne, the whole category. Just move away from fermented. And instead, I want you to drink a Blanco tequila. And I was like, huh, okay, well, at least I don't have to fire you, right? Because I'm not going (laughs) to stop drinking. I was not about to stop drinking. I had two kids. Like, I look forward to those cocktails at the end of the night, right? Like my coffee in the morning, cocktails in in the evening. And And especially right now, I think it's the simple things, right? Like you're right. Like going to Starbucks, that might be the only activity I do in a day. And like, I take joy in that, right? And pouring yourself a great drink at night, absolutely. especially making a cool cocktail, right? Or cooking your food, all those things. It's like, those are in COVID. Those are joyous moments. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And, and, and to be honest with you, like even before COVID, because I started this journey, like 
nine years ago now, right? Like nine years ago, I started having trouble with wine. And again, on my doctor's sort of orders, uh, he, he recommended I switch to a Blanco tequila. And, and, but to your point, exactly, I still wanted it to be delicious. Right. And for me at that moment, Blanco tequila, the idea of drinking just a straight Blanco and having maybe one or two of those a night felt very aggressive, especially for like a Tuesday night. Right. And I thought I I didn't, I I wasn't a huge fan of, of Blanco tequila at that moment because I I found it to be quite harsh. It Mm -hmm. didn't actually smell delicious. It reminded me an awful lot of my college days, which were, for sure, you know, horrific memories of tequila. <laughs> so, <laughs> to kill ya. My mom always ya. called it to kill ya. Like, <sighs> yeah, like no joke. I mean, it was, it was, it was so that none of that brought about, you know, pleasant memories or any of it. So I thought, what am I going to do to this Blanco to actually make it delicious and look forward to drinking it every night as opposed to just drinking to get buzzed, which was not mm-hmm. what I was looking to do. So I love to cook and I just started infusing it. And again, this was, you know, nine years ago now. So by infusing this Blanco, it completely changed it, right? It, it changed the way it smelled. It smelled like the fresh things. It I was smells in- beautiful. Isn't it, it incredible? It smells so fresh. It literally smells like it came out of a garden. I'm not even making this up. <laughs> oh yeah, no. And, and to be honest with you, you know, we just, we made the O list. We made Oprah's list of favorites this summer. Yep, I saw and- that. Yeah. And, and the That's feedback, amazing. it was so, it was a huge moment for us. Cause I'm a huge Oprah fan, of course. Me too. Right. And, and when she, the, the, the team, her team that told us that we had made the list, she said when she tasted it, she, she couldn't believe that it hadn't just been infused freshly yep. done like totally. a couple days before. Cause she infuses her own tequila. And so she was, no way. yeah. So to get that sort of feedback from her, I was like, my God, she's been telling us what to buy for 40 years. You know, like yeah. she's tasted everything, seen everything. And, and honestly, she infuses her own tequila. So to hear that, that was like a real big moment for us because, you know, we know we love 21 seeds, but once you put it out there and you sort of start to hear the feedback from the, the folks out there, you know, especially the women and 80% of our customers are women. Uh, which is really, really exciting for us because again, I made this product for, for myself and really my girlfriends first and foremost, you know, I really was looking to solve all of my pain points, which were, how do I create something out of tequila that is delicious and smells great and is easy to use? That was the other thing is I, I needed it to be simple, right? We're all busy. I'm a mom of two kids and I just needed to be able to like pull it out of the fridge, put it over some ice with some club soda put it in a wine glass because I love holding a wine glass, which is what I do. I drink it as a spritz and add a slice yep. of fresh orange and I'm done. You know, so I did that too. I saw that you did that on Instagram and I was like, oh, wow, this makes me feel fancy, you know? Exactly. Okay. So what I really want to get into today, you, Kat, I, I love everything about you. I love your energy. You know this. We've are, we're already friends. Besties. You, you are smart. You're brilliant. You've been in so many different industries. You always find success within those industries. I'm very impressed. You're the exact type of babe we like to interview here on, on Sup Babe. I'm like, here on What's the Show? What's the name of my show? Oh my God, what day of the week is it? Um, but what I want to, okay, so I want to go quickly back to the doctor thing, right? I mean, yeah. first of all, who wants a doctor who's unrealistic, right? We're all going to drink and we're all definitely going to drink right now. That's right. So that's useless. But can you explain, like, I think that a lot of what piece of um, it, yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to understand the health part of it a little bit more. Uh, like, do you remember yeah, yeah. how that kind of works? Because I think 
you know, there's a you you hear about people eating clean, but this is kind of like cleaner drinking. That's right. right? That's so right. I would yep. love for yep, people yep, to yep. understand that. Absolutely, for sure. So um the difference, okay, so first fermented, right? So fermented is wine, beer, champagne, you know, and, and when you're doing fermented, you take, say, the grapes for the wine, right? You throw them mm-hmm. into a vat, you add yeast, and the yeast eats up the sugar in the in the grapes, and then the byproduct is alcohol. And then they they filter yep. that, they add stuff to that to kind of try to get a color that they're looking for and whatnot. And uh and oftentimes then, but, sugar is added. Well, many different things, many different things. But let's just even go back a step, right? Like let's take the grapes to start with. Like most industrial wine companies don't even wash those grapes, right? They just throw them into the vat. So, and think about like your blueberries, how much time you spend, even organic blueberries, right? You wash, you still wash them, right? Right. So it's really hard. Wow. Oh my God. So we're drinking fertilizer. I mean, you're kidding me. It's oh, my God. I'm having a personal freak out right now (laughs) on this podcast. Okay, thank you. This is me. I mean, that's dangerous. That's I I think I'm always thinking about how we can just even incrementally improve our health. You know what I mean? Even if it's not a massive difference. Right. Like I'm not going to start running marathons tomorrow. Right. Let's be real. But maybe I won't drink as much wine if I'm concerned about fertilizer. Right. We know how bad it is for you. And the, and the thing is, is that, you know, there's, there's things that you just can't control that fly overhead. There's things, even in organic farming, right? There's things that are around the farm that, you know, are hard to keep out when at the end of the day, you're not really tossing the liquid in fermentation, right? You are mm-hmm. drinking that liquid. When you move over to distilled, so it's just harder to keep it clean, right? There's, okay. and there's, and, and there are a lot of, and there, listen, there are folks out there that just don't have an issue with it. So by, I'm not here to tell you what to drink. Like you make your own choice. Right. But like right. there, if you're 21, if you're 20, if you're you 20 your and, and, and drink responsibly and drink yes. responsibly. So we must um, add that. <laughs> we must add that. But, but when you move over to distillation, what you do is you take that fermented spirit. So you take in, in tequila, you take an agave wine. First you make okay. wine, you take that that wine or malt, you know, if you're making whiskey, things like that. So you take that first fermented spirit and you distill it. So what you do is you boil it, right? You Mm -hmm. boil it, you boil that liquid and alcohol has a lower boiling point than water. So the liquid, the rest of the liquid. So what happens is when you boil it, the alcohol burns off first. It floats up the still, the column, right? It floats all the way up to the top. And then, so it's like vaporized, it's vapor, it's alcohol, like spray, right? It vaporizes. Yeah. Okay. It, it floats up. And then when you get to the top, you, you chill it, you cool it off and you make rain and what rains down is tequila. And that what distilled, distilled spirit is what rains down. And that is how you distill. And that is alcohol that you capture and drink, right? So you do that. Can I please come to your factory? (laughs) What is this called? Your distillery, right? Right. I'm like, it's not called a factory, is it? Okay. I need to come to the distillery because I need to see it rain tequila. tequila. (laughs) We're raining tequila. Like raining men, we're raining tequila. So (laughs) we're raining tequila. I love that. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, and that's distillation. So whether it's whiskey or vodka or gin, you name it, that is distillation. So you can imagine right then and there, you've gotten rid of the liquid. It's gonzo. So whatever yep. was left off, whatever left over in that liquid, it's tossed anyway. The, now what has happened is you've captured that alcohol that's, that was vapor, right? So there's really nothing that's living. There's no organic matter in it anymore. It's basically just alcohol. 
And then that falls down. You do that two times, get out all of the impurities. You got to know what you're doing. If you don't know right. what you're doing, that's like moonshine. And, and you, <laughs> there are things in distillation that you want to get rid of that are bad for you. So you want to get rid of those things. And a person who knows what they're doing knows how to get rid of those things. And that's why, like, sometimes they say, don't drink moonshine, you'll go blind, you know? So um, that is true. <laughs> but that's so, okay, that. So, so here we go. So we capture that tequila, right? So it's just by the nature of what it is, it's a cleaner product. And then what we do then at that point is we infuse, right, with our different fruits that we're putting into it and with cucumber and jalapeno, so uh, some vegetables. But at that point then, we're starting off, our tequila is a little lower ABV, right? Because some of the fruit has gone into the alcohol. Some of the alcohol has gone into the mm -hmm. fruits, lowered the overall alcohol by volume. So like regular tequila is 40% alcohol by volume and we're 35. So we're just a little lower ABV, which makes sense. I actually sense. think that's a great thing. Because it's a great thing because you don't need it to Because I'm just going to drink it if it's in front of me, but I don't exactly. really, I'm not trying to be hammered. You know what I mean? Bingo, so. bingo. And so, um, so we're just, a, so in terms of calories, we're just a little lower calorie, but you've also started off the, the most caloric part of alcohol is the, the alcohol by volume. Mm -hmm. So the, the higher the ABV, the more calories period full stop. And then for us though, it's already infused and it's just got a hint of flavor, right? It's not sweet. It's not, uh, it doesn't smell weird, like a Jolly Rancher. We don't add any coloring to it. Nothing. So yeah. for us, it's like, it's really clean. And then what I love, this is my favorite part of it, is you're, you're pretty much done at that point versus regular tequila, regular vodka, regular gin. You're just getting started with just the alcohol itself. For right? sure. It's still quite harsh. Totally. There's no flavor in it. And so you got to do a lot of stuff. You got to add a lot of stuff to that to make it a delicious cocktail. And with 21 right. Seeds, we're already infused. You don't have to do much. You can just add club soda and you've got a delicious cocktail. Right. Or, and if you're adding like tons of orange juice and mixers or cranberry juice or whatever, you're adding sugar. That's right. Carbs. You're getting that's a headache right. tomorrow. And that's, yeah, babe. Because here's the thing. A regular margarita, just an average margarita that you get at a restaurant or bar, right? On average is four to 500 calories. That's like... Whoa two Snickers bars. That's insane. Like, but think about yeah. that, right? It's the equivalent of two Snickers bars. So I remember imagine... the day that I learned that alcohol was actually high in carbs. And I was like, oh, this is a disaster. My life is over. Like, <laughs> so exactly. you know, when you start to think about it in, in those, it, it, you know, through that lens, you're just sort of like, my God, like I actually would rather eat one Snickers, you know, like I haven't had a Snickers sure. in a while. So if I could have you know, one of those plus two of 21 Seeds cocktails and margaritas, say, and still be so, you know, so, so low in terms of calories. Great. And that's the deal, right? Like so my 21 whole thing, Seeds, is it a hundred? Sorry, I just want to make this yeah, clear yeah. in case anybody's curious, because I think, I, don't, I mean, honestly, nobody really teaches you how to drink, right? Yeah, I mean, people yeah, are like, right. don't drink. You know what I mean? Right, They're not right. like, here's how to drink. And that's I think- right. This is honestly, we're having an important conversation right this now. This is serious that people, stuff here, guys. Right? This is serious shit. If you're making um, food choices, you need to be considering, you know. Your alcohol choices, yeah. For sure, for sure. So how many calories are in one shot of 21 seeds? And is that the same yeah. as standard te tequila? Okay, perfect question. So we are 64 calories per shot and regular. Whoa. Yeah. That and is so low. Oh my God, really amazing. Low. 
And, I'm but, so and excited. Then, and then again, <laughs> regular tequila is a regular Blanco is 69 calories per shot. Okay. So it's not, again, it's not that, it's not like we're a diet. We're not, it's just lower calorie because we're lower ABV really. But Got you're it. getting, you're that much further ahead because we're already infused. So you don't have to do much to us and it tastes delicious. Um, which brings me actually to my favorite piece of all of this, which is I love cocktails. I do actually love cocktails. My yep. thing with cocktails though, is again, I find cocktails, they've sort of become so complicated. It's like, it's almost like they've sort of stopped listening to what the customer wants, right? In that I feel like the palate has shifted, right? Like we drink LaCroix and Spindrift and club soda that's flavored with no calories, or we drink Hint you know, water right. versus like sugary vitamin water, say, or yep. everything is like less sweet, but yet yep. that hasn't happened in cocktails. Like you still get You're these You're totally cocktails. right. You're right? totally right. Our palates yeah. are becoming more refined as a society, right? Like we are, we're we preferring yeah. less sweet, less sugar. And I think people are much more conscientious now, right? right? Like people are woke, right? They're like, yeah. I'm not going to drink now that everybody now, now that everybody knows that a margarita is 500 calories. I bet you sub babe girls are like, not ordering that as much anymore. Yeah. Um, one thing that I would say too is that you guys are free of processed sugars and preservatives. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Like, I don't think we think about, like, once again, you know not to eat as many processed foods as you would probably like. You know that preservatives are bad for you, but you, and you know to wash your fruit, right? But you don't translate this to the beverages that you're drinking. You, you typically only tend to think about it in what you're eating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 We are all natural. And the other thing is, is a lot of these, um, liqueurs and things that they put into these cocktails, they have these dyes in them, these colorings, right? Right. And these and are things terrible. that you, well, they taste, first of all, they taste awful. So you have to mask that horrible taste with a bunch of sugar and it's like high fructose corn yeah. syrup, which is the worst. And so it just compounds the problem, you know, like it, you know, for example, like with Aperol, Aperol is, is red dye number five. You know, and that's, and yeah, you don't, and you're not even allowed even to cook color? with that stuff. Yeah, you're not yeah. supposed to even cook with that stuff. And um, it's, I tried to put a pan color. in the microwave the other day. So, <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's not get into cooking too yeah, much here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but let's um, okay. get into cocktail making for a sec because here's my thing, right? Again, just back on that point, it's like, I feel like cocktails have gotten so complicated and you're a DJ, right? So, like, right. it's sort of that moment where, you know, you always, as the DJ, have to pay attention to the crowd and, and, it, and you have to play the music that they want to be listening to, not necessarily what you want to be doing. And I sort of feel like right. that's where we had gotten to with, with bartending. It was sort of like they were just kind of playing their own music and not listening to the crowd anymore. And yep. I, I quite often found myself going up to the bar and being, you know, hey, can you make that less sweet? Or can you cut the, cut, cut the sugar out of that? Or don't put the, you know, simple syrup, but don't put the gave. And they just didn't have the time or they didn't have the bandwidth, whatever it was, but it just, I was never getting exactly what I wanted. And so that was something I was super excited about with starting 21 Seeds is I was finally going to be able to make the cocktails the way that I think they should be made, which is with yeah. the fewest possible ingredients as possible, right? Like right. what is the least I can put into this cocktail to make it taste delicious and have all the flavors that I'm looking for? So our margaritas or our, our spicy margaritas, which you can get all of these recipes on our website at 21seeds.com. Yep. Go and check out our, our recipes. I and make we will link to this in the show notes, guys. So anybody who wants to make these cocktails at home, they're super easy. They're all like two yeah. steps. So you can they're do them in one minute. Yeah. Um, and they look beautiful. So we'll link to that. 
And they're most importantly, they're delicious. They, they taste better than the full calorie versions. And they're not like, it's not like we backed into, oh, we want this to be 125 calories, right? Yeah. I just set out to make the most perfect margarita, spicy margarita, Paloma. And then it turned out that that ended up being, you know, 120 calories because I had to put so little, like a half a teaspoon, half a tablespoon of simple syrup, half a tablespoon of fresh lime juice, and you're done. That's it. That's all you need. And you have a perfect margarita or perfect spicy margarita. So it just- you're going to like it better than the one that you're getting at the bar that's 500 calories. That's too sweet. I've complained a million times times? about cocktails being too sweet. So Kat, you don't know this. And then by the way, I really want to shift gears because I want to pick your brain on how you broke into this industry. You are so educated on it. I'm so impressed by you. But quick sidebar for you. And I don't know if everybody who's hearing this podcast even knows this, but I- actually was a partner in a bar years ago. It literally feels like a second life. <laughs> this right. was like 2010 to 2011. Short run. It really, I was really <laughs> tired. I was really tired from that job. Um, but, but yeah, it was good. It was interesting. And that's where I learned everything that you're saying about making a good cocktail and how, you know, why were things so sweet? I never just understood it. And we had, we did have really great cocktails. That was something that we were known for when we were open. I was not the cocktail chef. Nobody worry. I love that <laughs> term, like, the cocktail here, chef. Here's all the tequila. Go. Yeah. Get out of yeah. my face now. <laughs> but so let's shift. I just thought you would find that funny, right? I think because that's awesome. Jack, Jill of all trades. I like that term. Jill of all trades. A Jill of all trades. We're both Jills of all trades. So Kat, you really rarely hear of women starting alcohol brands. I feel like that's a fairly uncommon thing aside from a handful of celebrities it's pretty rare and it's it's i think it's clear from the outside looking in that spirits and you know just the alcohol industry in general is very male dominated right you absolutely you've educated yourself you've broke really broken into the industry you've created an incredible product you've won all of these taste competitions you've made oprah's o list you don't even have a background in alcohol or mixology or you know even cooking right or or, or whatever so it's like i just want to understand how you immersed yourself in this industry how you got yourself up to speed to make a grade a product and how you worked up the confidence, right? To to totally pivot from TV and just bust into alcohol with your guns blazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Thanks for all of that uh, intro there. But you're totally right on all levels, right? Like it's, it's absolutely a male dominated industry. And wh- what's really interesting about it is because it is so male dominated, the way that, that, that they br- like the big guys bring spirits to market is also very skewed. It's very skewed from how would a man buy this this yep. tequila, right? And and especially tequila, right? Tequila, all of the new tequilas that had come on the market before 21 Seeds were all being marketed like scotches and whiskeys. To right, be, being marketed to men, right? That's Nobody, right. You guys are the first brand that I've seen actually cater to a woman's palate and preferences. Is that true? What do that you think? That is exactly true. No, you are totally right. And the thing that we did was... I was really looking for a solution for myself, genuinely okay. looking for a solution for myself. And I so was- you were educating yourself. That's why you yeah, yeah, went so deep. That's right. That's right. I wanted to understand like, how does infusion work and how can I get the flavor that I'm looking for and how do I do it where it's not sweet and all of those kinds of things. And I, I did that for like eight years on my own. 
before I even thought to turn it into a business, right? But mm -hmm. what I noticed was, and this is the, the thing for all the sup babes out there, just nine times out of 10, you have the, your next business right in front of you. Just be curious and pay attention, right? Like be curious, ask a lot of questions and pay attention. And yep. if you do that, you'll begin to see where there's a need for something, right? And you begin to see trends and then you can sort of, by asking questions, figure out if there's a business there or not, right? So- Kat, that's brilliant. I love that. Hold on. Can we repeat that again? I need to, I need to like write this down. You're making me really think. Okay. So <laughs> this is too much thinking after too much tequila. Okay. Be, you, okay. Be, you said be curious. No. B pay so, attention. Be curious and ask questions. Is that correct? Right. That's right. That's right. And then ah, and you tied that together so beautifully with your point that when you pay attention, you'll start to notice things that you use, things you can improve for all the up and, up and coming entrepreneurs out there. When you're curious, then you can you know figure out how to improve it, learn more, do the research, get yourself educated that's on a right. new industry. And then when you ask questions, that's how you build the business. That's interesting. I that's love right. that. That's right. Smart. And and that's really what I did. Like I was noticing this trend. I was noticing that a lot of my girlfriends were switching from champagne and wine in particular over to tequila. And they were either asking me to make them bottles of the infused tequila that I was drinking that they had had in my house, or they were taking a Blanco and squeezing a bunch of fresh lime juice into it to make it not taste like tequila. Yeah. And, and so that's when I realized, oh my God, there's this whole trend that's happening with folks that wanted to drink lower carb, less sugar, whatever it is, they've switched over to tequila yep. as the alternative choice, you know, to, to do that. And yet they don't want it to taste like tequila, right? They want it to taste like something else. They want to mask it. So drinking tequila for the wellness reasons, but not necessarily for the way it tasted. And it sort of armed with that, I thought, huh, let's take a little field trip into that tequila aisle and see what's going on. Like, is there not, you know, a product like this on the market? And yes, I'm just laughing because we're talking about drinking tequila for health benefits. And like that just like probably know, only something that would actually happen on my podcast. I don't think other people would put that on their podcast. But I'm not going to do it I when I talk it. to Dr. Oz. Yeah. I'm oh, good. Okay. Change, well, I'll talk to Dr. Narrative. Oz yeah. does it. <laughs> I think it's but, amazing. Uh, but yeah. And, and, and what I'd noticed that was that there was nothing like this in the tequila aisle because everything in the tequila aisle was really being marketed to men and not at all thinking about women in this category and thinking, and, and it's, so I feel like nobody was paying attention and really being observant and observing that actually it was a lot of women that were switching over to tequila, like myself, right. That were moving yep. from wine and they were specifically switching to tequila, but it really shows you that like, this is what it shows you. It shows you that as a small independent person in, in, and I am not, we are not Diageo. We are not Bacardi. Like we're not right. the big guys, right. Who spent a ton of money in focus groups and talking and trying to figure right. out trends and whatnot. This was just me observing myself and my girlfriends and seeing that they were switching and there was nothing there to address their need. And, and it was really, so you paying attention to trends. So that's, that's right. the overarching theme is that you, you noticed a couple of different trends, right? You noticed that people were preferring less sweet, lower calorie beverages. And yep. then you noticed that people were preferring something simple and more organic and better for you. That was easy to make. That's right. That's right. So two trends. Okay. And then two you trends. kind of put them all together in one bottle. And put them all together in one bottle. And, and, and then, and then from there, I also, you know, because again, I was really, I, we've made a very conscious choice to make this product for us. Right. And when you go and you talk to the big guys and spirits, 
they're very nervous about that because they think that by doing that, you're actually, you are purposely alienating guys. And we are not at all alienating guys, right? I, I like to say that I made this product for us, you know, for her, by her, and the men who support her, right? So oh, if, that's if cute. I like that. Yeah, like if you're a guy who, who is all about supporting women, you're going to try this, you're going to taste it, and you're going to love it. Oh, and I and also men, find, would, men right? would love this tequila. I, I just and they think do. It's, it's and they do. I mean, and then you know what's funny? Is it because, okay, so... That's something I really want to get into, like what it's like being because, I, you know, DJing and music and entertainment is very male dominated. So I have had personal experience with this and we have discussed this before on Sup Babe. And I'll drop that episode we did on male dominated industries in the show notes in case anybody wants to listen to it next. But it's I think it's wild that. Like it's men running these distribution companies, right? And they're saying, no, 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 we don't want to market to women. It's like, what do you, if uh, so I'm sorry, I think we control the majority of purchasing power on this fucking planet. 70%. Okay? The actual 70%. number. 70%. 70% is the actual number. Thank you for coming shopping. through with that stat for me. You just made yeah. my day. Yeah, yeah, 70%. So it's sort of funny because we are actually speaking to the the bigger market of the buyer, the consumer. Yeah. And then on top of it, millennial women are choosing tequila three times over men. So if you just look at the stats, like we are addressing the bigger market, but all that aside, we were like, look, we're, we're really thinking about all of her pain points. And when I, uh, personally, I feel like as a brand, as a product, you have to be a product for one demographic versus trying to be and solve that in its entirety versus Mm -hmm. trying to be a brand or a product for everyone. I feel like when you're trying to be a brand for everyone, you're not really solving anything in particular. Totally, totally agree with you. That's brilliant. That's another piece of amazing advice for anybody who's trying to come up with a new business or launch their current business. That's a brilliant piece of advice. If you're trying to cater to everybody, you're really catering to nobody. To nobody. And so- Kind of like in life too, right? Well, exactly. When you try to please everybody, you end up losing. You end up losing and then you lose your mind and you, cause you're trying to do too much. Yep. And, and instead, if you can just focus on the pain points of just that one, that one customer, that one person, if you solve all those pain points for that one person, nine times out of 10, you're solving, you know, 95% of a bigger, broader uh, demos pain points. So you're inadvertently addressing the needs of that broader demographic anyway, but you're just super focused and how you address that, that, that first starting point. And so it's like, sort of like, that's the run the the walk before you run piece of it. And so for us, it's like, listen, everybody's going to drink 21 seeds in the end, because the minute they taste it, they're going to be hooked. It's delicious. And listen, are we, we absolutely have 80% of our customers are women, 20% of our customers are men. And they're really young guys. They're 25 to 35 year old guys who are like drinking white claw and 21 seeds. You know, they yeah. want to, they want to drink light. They want to drink better for you. They don't want to feel like crap in the morning. You know, yeah, they want to be able to wake up for and, that. Nobody has time for that. <laughs> nobody People has are time busy. for a hangover. Exactly. Exactly. So we're already addressing that market. So tell me this when in, so was it hard for you when you're breaking, you know, you're trying to break into this industry, right? You realize I'm just setting the scene. You realize that you have this product that you've been testing for years that you love, that people are coming to you and asking you to make them personal bottles of. So you're realizing, okay, maybe this is a business if people are willing to buy it from me, right? Because right, right. if there's an exchange of money, I guess right. it's a business then, you know? And then you're like, okay, well, 
how can I produce this at scale, right? You, right. Then Now, once you have the business, you got to scale the business, right? That's you right. got to grow the baby, grow the baby into a teenager and, and, and then into a college kid, right? And then into whatever this world, world that I'm in right now is. So you're like, how did you go about finding the right partners? Like did, I mean, cause you obviously have to have a distillery. I yes. mean, you probably have a distributor, like yeah. Is it all men that you're dealing with? Like, did you have to fight them to get them to believe in the product and work with you? Like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, it gets super complicated on the distributor side. On the distillery side, which is the, the folks who are actually making our tequila for us, all of that mm-hmm. happens down in Mexico because all tequila actually comes from a, a region of Mexico called Jalisco, and it has to. Otherwise, you can't okay. call it tequila. Interesting. So we, oh, my God. What? I never knew that yeah it's like that's an interesting fact too yeah yeah it's just like champagne you know you it has to come from champagne cognac has to come from cognac so it it has a designation of origin so it all has to come from this area called jalisco and and it's made from the blue weber agave which is this really gorgeous plant and if you one day nicole we'll go down there and you'll see at sunset the sun comes down and these green agave plants like turn blue and it's the most gorgeous thing you've ever seen in your life but we went down there and we were looking for, you know, we first wanted to find a, a distillery who would do, you know, private label, who would actually make it for us, not just for themselves. And um, we were looking for the one who had just the best, smoothest, the smoothest, smoothest Blanco tequila. And mm-hmm. we found a distillery. Um, we had our first choice and that's who we work with now. It was our number one choice. Amazing. At the time, we did not realize that that distillery was owned by a woman. And oh my God, I love I know, that. So it was really, I mean, a real, it was, it was a real, a bit of luck, right? Like, and I think yeah. in any of these things, especially in entertainment, you'll, you always have a bit of luck with any of these. Well, stories. it comes together, right? I truly believe that when you're getting like, if you're, like you said, if you're paying attention and That's things right. are lining up, the cards are stacking up and things, the business is building and the brand is evolving with your vision. Like that's a great sign that you're moving on the right path, that this is what you're supposed to be doing with your life. You know, that's absolutely true. And that's what I think. That's my definition of luck. My definition of luck is just observing the signs. Like the signs will present themselves. If you observe them and act on them, that's luck. Right. Yeah. So, so with that, we, we, we met, we went to the distillery at, we were touring around. Everyone we were encountering was a woman. So it's not only owned by a woman, but it's predominantly staffed by women. There are some men that, that work is there. So cool! Oh my but god! It was so cool. I and then we that. were like, "This is where we need to be." There's a reason why we ended up here, right? There's yeah. a reason why this was our number one choice. And in fact, it was true because in meeting with Celia, who is the, the owner of our distillery, she saw a lot of herself in us, right? Tequila is a very male-dominated industry. There are only three at that time. Maybe it's changed now, but back then, you know, two and a half years ago, there were only three distilleries owned by women in all of Mexico, right? And so it's a very male-dominated industry in a very male-dominated country, right? So for 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 her to, you know, own this distillery and for us to find her, to be doing this product, like that was a lot of things lining up nicely. And she saw in us herself as a younger, you know, entrepreneur herself, like getting into the industry. And so she, after she tasted our infused tequilas that we had made using the product she had sent us, she was a floored. She couldn't believe it. She was just like, this is an incredible product. Like it yeah. tastes amazing. And it's, 
it's this whole new category of, of a way to drink tequila. And she loved it. And so she was fully on board. And if it weren't for her, I don't think this product would be on the market. And it certainly would not have come to market in the short time that it took to get to market, which was a year. Within a year, wow. we had brought yeah, this product impressive. to market, which was really impressive for an independent But you had brand. been working on it for like several years, eight years before that. So, I had so... been doing research, right, for, yes. for eight years, right. So it was only from the time that we decided to make it a business to the time we brought it to market. It happened really quickly only because we were able to have these, her and her team as our partners, because, you know, we had to bring in equipment and we had to build stuff on site to be able to infuse at scale like that. And she oversaw all of that and made sure that it got done and she never gave up. And when we were, we encountered problems, she helped us get through them. So you got to find the right partners. That's what it comes down to. Right. And you got to have a bit of luck. Like, like yep. this isn't happening in a vacuum. Like we had a bit of luck, but once we had the product stateside and we, you know, partnered up with the distillery, had product stateside to your point, it was like, how were we going to get it, bring it to market? And right. You know, in this country, there's a three-tier system. You have to have a distributor. You can't, I can't sell directly to a retailer, you know, or a bar or restaurant. So, but you can, there's a, there is a way for small companies, you know, like ours at the time to break in. You can independently distribute, which means there's a distributor, but they don't have sales reps. So you still have to do all the work, but they will deliver and you satisfy the legal requirement for distributors. So got it. at that point, and is that is the route also, that you went at that's first? A, that's, of course, because... That was know, the, the only option. That was the only option. The big guys like Southern Wine and Spirits or Young's or, you know... I have a are, friend there, though, by the way, if you want an intro. We, we, now, <laughs> have a, we, have, we now have a national contract with Southern Wine and Spirits, the oh largest distributor in the country. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I am so floored to hear that. I know how major that is, right, because I had the bar. So that's yeah. the only reason. I mean, this is probably a little granular for most people's you know, alcohol knowledge, but that is major. I'm so I'm just so impressed by you. Congrats. Thanks, babe. And the thing is, is they came to us. They actually came to us and offered us a national deal. Okay, so when you have a great product, it just sells itself. Well, not exactly. (laughs) You still have to do a ton of work. And, 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 And that was actually another piece of it. And this was the really interesting part of it was that, you know, traditionally, the way that you bring a product, a spirit to market, again, spirits are traditionally marketed to men. So the way you do that is you you build the awareness, right, and the trial in the on-premise, right, okay. which is the restaurants and the bars, like your bar. By, and by doing tastings or in liquor and, stores, and, too. And tastings and liquor stores and things like that. But really, it's, you know, you, that you you hopefully, ha- you might get a cocktail on a menu or something like that, and, and they taste it. And then that you hope that they have this great interaction with it. They might, a bartender might tell them about, say, the history of a scotch or a whiskey or something like that or a tequila. And then you go and you buy it in the off-premise, right? You buy it at the, at, at the store, the retailer. Mm-hmm. Yep. For us, we even in the way that we thought about that, we thought, you know, I get that if you're selling a, a spirit to guys, but if you're selling something to women, women don't discover brands in a bar or restaurant. Right, like two yeah, years no, ago, we when don't. we launched, a hundred percent, we don't. Hundred no, percent, we don't. If I'm in a bar or a restaurant, I'm looking to see who's who doesn't have a ring on their finger. You know what I mean? I'm not like trying to get a new product. I'm going to go buy in a store. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, exactly. Right. And it, and if you say anything to the bartender, you that might was say so shameless. No, but you might say like, can you make that less sweet? Right. Like yes. you're very quickly looking to get to the reason why you went to the bar, which was not to spend a lot of time with the bartender. Right. It was like to enjoy your friends, to, you know, look for a date, to celebrate something like that's why yeah. you're at a bar restaurant. Right. And that's exactly. for women, for women anyway, for men, maybe not like they like to I don't know, linger about, you know, maybe they're who knows what, what they're doing, but for women, it's very different. And so where we go to discover brands is really through our friends, our girlfriends, yep. Word right? Of mouth Word for of mouth sure is right? massive. Yeah. So whether that's, and, and to be honest, like really it's like, uh, online, right? Like and Instagram, exactly. Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Bustle, Refiner29, Pop Sugar, Pure yep, Wow. Totally. Goop, all of right? those. Like all of that stuff. And so I like to call that the outer premise. So there's on premise, which is bars and restaurants. There's off premise, which is the restaurants and uh, the, the retailers. And then I like to call this whole world the outer premise, which is like this digital universe, right? Where we are all, us women are, this web where we all exchange ideas and discover brands and figure out where to eat and where to go and all of that kind of stuff. And that's how we launched 21 Seeds, which was completely the opposite of what everyone in the industry told us that we were supposed to do. And we had to really like stand our ground. I think it helped that we weren't from spirits because it wasn't like anyone could say to us, oh, you should know better because you grew up in spirits or you've worked in spirits all this yeah. time. You should know better than to bring this ridiculous idea. Hold on. Me. Yes. And also I'm having a, I'm having a moment too. I'm having a, like an idea. What, what is it even called? I'm having a breakthrough. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. I'm having a breakthrough about uh-huh moment. what you're saying right now. So the fact that you were a novice to right. the alcohol industry actually gave you a leg up That's right. because you thought about it differently and you weren't afraid. You didn't let your previous Ego. experience, yeah, or your previous experience cloud mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. process moving forward because That's you didn't right. have that previous experience. That's right. Interesting. That's right. And, you know, uh, and not only did we not have the experience, but we didn't have that ego piece where somebody was like, you should know better and you should feel badly about even bringing that idea up. It's so silly to even think that. Of course, we, we can't build a brand that way. You know, that's not how you do it. And we just were like, look, we're thinking about it from her perspective. We are her. We don't need the, to discover this in a focus group. Like we, this is how we, us three female founders, this is how we discover brands. This is how we share with our friends. So we just were really relying on our, our own behavior and, and observing that behavior and translating that now onto how we were going to bring this product to market for her because we really were going for her. I and, love that. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it completely served us 100%. And again, a bit of luck, right? I mean, this is really awful. But with, when COVID hit, right? And a lot, what happened was everything went online, right? Everything Mm -hmm. shifted to online. People started buying everything online and there were no tastings and there were no, there was no on-premise anymore. Right. And so again, we got a little lucky there in that we were already online communicating with our girl, you know, sharing the brand. Um, this is where she was discovering us, right? All of that was happening for us already. So when all the other spirits brands were like scrambling to get there, we were there already. So for us, it's been, you know, just even more accelerated because we've, you know, now people are stuck at home. They're looking for this stuff. They're looking for, you know, content online, cocktail making people like to your point. For sure. Exactly. 
People want to learn how to make all kinds of things, including cocktails. It's one of the things they're loving to do with their friends. It's those little moments now. And we're here creating cocktails. I make cocktails every month for Tastemade. Once a month, I do three cocktails for Tastemade. We put it out. We're making cocktails all, all over the place. And our girls loving the product. So it's that is been so awesome. cool. I love it. You are you are a smart cookie cat. Okay, so <laughs> getting so on that note, I want to get your top tips for women looking to break into a new industry. You've given a bunch of solid pieces of advice here, but let's try to just quantify this into yeah. uh, actionable advice. Yeah. So I would say the first thing that you should absolutely do is observe, right? Observe, observe your own world, right? Just on a daily basis and over a period of time and see, you know, what's missing, what, what's lacking, you know, what, what do yep. you hope would, would be, would exist that doesn't exist. And then once you sort of nail that down, you have to just talk to everyone. It's really funny because, and especially Nicole, you come from entertainment as well in the entertainment industry, which is my background there was always this um, stigma around sharing your ideas, right? Like yep. you were sort of, you cut, you kind of held them close to your chest because you were always afraid that people were going to steal your ideas. And nobody signs an NDA. I mean, people just laugh in your face if you ask but, for an NDA in entertainment, you know? That's right. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> that's funny. But you know what, it, you know what I say to that? I think everyone is so busy. People are so busy in their day-to-day yeah. lives. No one has time to steal your idea. Yeah. So, so don't ever let that stop you from talking about your, your things you're thinking about, like, share. and it's also, it's yeah. So your advice is to share because that helps share. you bring it into reality. Share, because when you share people, it, it sparks an idea in someone else and they think, oh, this makes you, I should introduce you to this person. I should introduce you to that person. And the, the second piece of this is that you have to just talk to everyone that anyone who's willing to talk to you about your idea, talk to them. Whether you think it's even going to amount to anything at all, talk to them because they might, they might steer you in one direction, steer you away from another direction. You're going to learn something no matter what. So just the next piece of it is you absolutely just have to talk to everyone that you will talk to and do not be, you have to throw your ego to the wayside. Like you have to throw everything to the side and you have to be aggressive about it. You have to follow through. Nobody owes you anything. No one, not even your closest yep. friends or family. Nobody owes you anything. Everyone is busy. So if you just go into everything like that, then you're going to succeed because you're not going to be expecting anything. So you're going to fight for everything. You're going to push, 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 follow through and fight. And you got to ask for all the favors that you've ever been owed. I mean, if you're really looking to start a business, just know it is not an easy path. You got to ask for every favor you've ever been owed. You got to like, follow through, keep following up with people. Don't expect that they're going to even do what they say they're going to do. You have to follow up and keep on them. And you got to do it all with like a smile and a joke, you know? For because sure. You have to do it with grace or then people think you're a crazy bitch that's and right. they let you know. That's right. And, you're <laughs> and I have been them. there <laughs> and it's okay, but you exactly. know, that's, it's, it's, it's easier to do it with a smile on your face. And you just, you have such an effortless way about you. You know, I've talked to a lot of founders in my life here on this podcast, as well as just, you know, I started a headphone company and I have a lot of female founder friends. And I think your attitude toward things, the the way that you, you just carry yourself so effortlessly, you know, and I, 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 maybe that comes from the fact that you're just, you've been so educated in what you're doing that you're totally confident in it. 
if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big piece of it. You have to understand your business. If, if you, it's, it's one thing to present a, a different point of view, right? And say, hey, we want to do it this way. But you got to be able to back that up, right? You have to be able to say like, look, we know our girl is not discovering brands in a bar. We know she's discovering them over here. Right. And here's the proof, right? Here's the proof. Here's where the eyeballs are. Here's where our girl is. And we need to go where she is because we're, we're making this product for her and we're standing by that. So you have to like, you have to know that, but you can't, you have to have that conviction and the conviction is backed up by real facts. And when that happens, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to deny the person delivering that message. You know, they're willing at least to, 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 to give it a go and see if it works or not. And then if it does great, and that's what happened in our case, we said, listen, this is how we want to do it. And it worked. And now we got a great deal, right? Like we got this awesome deal with Southern. We're, 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 we're expanding into not just the 50 States, but you know, we're in target. We're going to be in Walmart next year. We're we're like, you know, grocery stores, pavilions and Albertsons and Ralph's and, you know, major and in total wine and more and BevMo, like it's going everywhere because the product is also great. Right. And right, it delivers. Sure. It delivers on that promise we made to our consumer that it's going to be as delicious as it looks on the bottle. You, you know? are so right about that. I can attest. So if anybody's, <laughs> you know, if anybody wants my uh, opinion, I have had plenty of alcohol in my lifetime and this tequila is amazing. So we are going to start wrapping up here. It's probably about all the time we have for today, but I want to. I took some notes on your top tips for breaking into a new industry, and I want to share them one more time in a succinct way so that people can, you know, write them down if anything that, you know, if there's anything that resonated with them and that they want to remember. So one, you said observe your own world. Like that's a great place to look for inspiration for ideas. And then I think another thing that I've just heard you touch on throughout this conversation several times is research, 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 like know your product, know your market, test things, try things, make things with it, get your hands dirty. And then pull people to test ideas, right? Pull people, talk to people, share, and that helps bring your idea to life. And then lastly, lose your ego, lose your expectations. That's actually something Gabby Bernstein talks about too a lot. I, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but there was something that you were saying about expectations. There were another light bulb went off in my head where I was like, whoa, putting, putting so many things together during this conversation. So does that kind of sum it up nicely? Yeah. And the last thing I would just add is for, for women in particular, stop apologizing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Don't say sorry. If when you're writing an email, so like even like, sorry, I wasn't able to get that to you on time. Just take out that first sentence, take out the word sorry and just start the sentence. You yeah, know, we did. We did a whole. I love that we did a whole episode yeah. on this. Yeah, um, literally like last week or the week before, two weeks ago. Yeah. So I'll drop that too in case people didn't hear that and they want to take Kat's advice yeah. because this is the right advice. Absolutely, it totally. Just, agree. It changes the mindset from all sides, from your perspective, 100%. from their perspective. It's it's the best advice. It wasn't even my. That's the advice I took that I'm paying forward. For sure. And, and Kat, by the way, next time I have an idea or anything I want to workshop, I'm coming to you and throwing it around with you and get, I'm going get, to see, get your feedback. I'll workshop <laughs> it with you, girl. I love that. You're the best. Okay. So before we sign off for the day, um, is there like a holiday? Do you have a holiday recipe that you can just I do. send Rattle to me off. and we can? Yeah. Okay. It's called, okay. it's my, 
it literally, I look forward to this time of year so I could just drink it. And then to be honest, I sneak it sometimes on, on the weekends too, because it's a great <laughs> brunch cocktail. It's called the Seed and Cider. And here's what it is. It's the easiest cocktail in the universe. And I promise that it always delights. Basically, it's two ounces of Valencia orange, the Valencia orange, 21 seeds tequila. And two okay. ounces, by the way, is a three count pour. One, two, three. So there okay. you go. Okay. Thank two you. ounces of apple cider. And just like a Martinelli's apple cider, it doesn't have to be fancy. Just two. And you can use apple juice even if you don't have apple cider. So two ounces of apple cider. and then a quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice, fresh orange juice, and simple syrup. Quarter ounce, quarter ounce, quarter ounce, which is a teaspoon and a half. Because most people don't have measured ounce glasses at home. So a teaspoon and a half, so little of lemon juice, orange juice, and simple syrup. You mix all that together, just shake it a little bit to chill it, pour it over fresh ice. And if you really want to go nuts, you put a tahini rim on it, you know, which is that Mexican spice blend. It's T-A-J-I-N. It's unbelievable. It's so good. You can get it like pretty much any grocery store has it. You can buy it on Amazon if you need to and put that on the rim. Oh my God. It is so good. I cannot, I like, I like truly cannot describe and, and, and convince you all of how delicious this cocktail is. is. Then this would make you look like a pro at your holiday party, right? If you, (laughs) if you are getting together, be safe, by the way, wear masks, et cetera. But if, if you make a cocktail like this, people are going to be like, they're not going to leave. You know what I mean? You're going to be kicking people out of your house. Okay. So the website is 21seeds.com and Kat, what is your handle on social media? It's just 21 seeds on Instagram, That's right. right? That's right. And it's the number 21 and then seeds with an S at the end, like you plant in the ground. So 21 seeds is our website and it's our Instagram handle. And we're doing oh, all, we also do tons of cocktails on Instagram all the time. Like every month we put up two or three or four new cocktails. So that's a really fun place to please follow us. And then you will, you'll have access to all of those cocktails. Amazing. Love that. Well, Kat, this has been such an incredible chat. I know that our ladies are going to get so much value out of this episode with you. Thank you for joining us and sharing your beautiful energy and knowledge with us. All right, girls, if you loved what you heard today, you know the drill. Please subscribe and hit five stars. I would be oh, 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 so grateful if you could take a quick moment to leave a little review if you're loving the show. You can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose and at Sup Babe Pod. We hope we brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Monday mornings to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life.